Hey, it's Tori, and welcome to the TMI Podcast. Happy Sunday. Hope everyone is having a good weekend. So I am super excited to be here today because I'm going to talk more about social work. As you guys know, I recently became a therapist, and I'm super passionate about social work. So I am going to be talking about if you want to be a social worker, just like more about the field, Um, like different careers you can do in social work characteristics that are helpful, and maybe some of the pros and cons. And also have a little surprise at the end. So I'm just going to get right into it. So I think I've talked a little bit about this, but I decided I wanted to be a social worker because I wanted to be a therapist. And um, getting your master's in social work is one way that you can become a licensed therapist. And with social work, I also was attracted to it because it has a very big emphasis of social justice. And my program specifically, we talked a lot about like the kind of like the consequences of racism, sexism, homophobia, other forms of bigotry on clients. And so, yeah, I just really enjoyed my program because... Yeah, we had a big emphasis on social justice, and so I went to St. Kate's University, so I think it's called the College of St. Catherine, sorry, and, um, do you know, I can't even remember the title of my own university, but anyway, I went to St. Kate's in St. Paul, lovely school, and one of the reasons I decided to go to this specific program, because it has a clinical emphasis, um, so if anyone doesn't know what clinical social work means. Essentially, it means like the process of like diagnosing, can be therapy, can just be doing psychosocial assessments, Um, but yeah, it does have an emphasis on like the mental health parts. And so that was one of the reasons. Other reason was, so St. Kate's was founded by these really progressive nuns, and like I knew that the school is really like progressive, very um, social justice minded. So that was the other reason why I decided to go to St. Kate's. Um, but so I want to talk a little bit about the educated needed to be a licensed social worker. And so you can do this a couple of ways. So the easiest way is you can get your bachelor's in social work. And after you get your social work degree, you have to take a licensing test. And let me tell you, these licensing tests are a bitch and a half. Um, they're very difficult. They're very expensive. I think, honestly, total, like, from, like, the money I paid for study materials, the money I paid to take the test, and then the money you have to pay to actually get your license, honestly, it was probably, like, $800, and it's honestly, I hate that about, um, the field, and I know it's like this for other professions, but I just, like, don't like how, so the field is very social justice- minded um we really care about alleviating poverty and it's just really backwards to me that like the field of social work makes us pay all this money to get licensed when we're supposed to be i'm not saying like everyone every social worker is anti-capitalist or like has this mindset but the field in general is trying to alleviate poverty alleviate like the horrors of capitalism so it really doesn't make sense to me but anyway that's one way you can become a licensed social worker. Another way is you can get your master's of social work and you can either do this, like you can get your bachelor's of social work and then just get your master's. It's a lot quicker, but some people like myself, I majored in psychology before I got my MSW. And so 
yeah, so I had to take, I think it was like around like 56 credits in my program. Um, if you get your BSW before you get your MSW, then um, I think it's like around 40 credits. So it's just a lot cheaper and a lot um, less time consuming if you have your bachelor's of social work before you get your master's of social work. Another thing I was going to add, so I'll be using the terms BSW and MSW, and BSW means bachelor's in social work, master's means master's in social work. Um, and so yeah, I, yeah, like I said, I majored in psychology, then I got my master's in social work. Um, so kind of like getting your BSW, once you get your MSW, then you, you have to take a test just like the BSW, um, and so I took this test, thankfully I passed it the first time, and then you get what's called, um, your licensed graduate social work license, which, um, it varies by state, but in Minnesota it's called LGSW, some states it's LMSW, um, so just a lot of different titles, so it can be confusing, trust me, <laughs> um, so you also can get your PhD in social work or what's called the doctorate of social work. And I don't predict I will get either of these degrees. Um, you don't really need a PhD or a doctorate to like get up higher in social work unless if you wanna be a professor. And there still are some professors who just have their masters in social work. And so I would say mainly people get their PhD in social work if they want to do research or super interested in research or, um, yeah, they want to be a professor or whatnot. Yeah, so those are kind of like the different educations to become a social worker. I want to talk a little bit too about different careers in social work. So it's actually pretty wild because there are many different like careers, many different places you can work in social work. So first I want to talk about school social work. So I actually had one of my clinical internships at a school and so school social workers will do a variety of different things. Um, they work a lot with the special ed students. They do social skills groups which basically they'll teach children different social skills, um, expected behaviors in the classroom, communication skills, things like that. They also work pretty closely with like parents. So if maybe a client, not, oh my God, I just said client and child in one word. If a child student um, isn't showing up for class, maybe, you know, they'll have a meeting with a parent, something like that. Um, social workers will also work in hospice. And I'm not super familiar with hospice, but like generally social workers will connect um, families, clients with like resources in the community um be just like a social support to the family and then what I'm doing right now is I work in private practice so I want to talk a little bit about this as well so yeah I recently started a private practice um and so yeah social workers will even start their own private practices so like essentially social workers are also can be entrepreneurs and business owners which I think is fabulous and yeah, so in private practice, generally, like, I mean, yeah, you'll diagnose people, you will treat them for maybe it's depression, can be personality disorder, anxiety, PTSD. So yeah, social workers will work with a variety of different diagnoses. And social workers in private practice will also do group therapy, um, 
maybe like some psychoeducation, which is just like teaching clients or families about their mental illnesses. And this is like the work in private practice is pretty similar to, you know, a work in like a maybe like a nonprofit mental health clinic or community mental health clinic. Um, so social workers will also do therapy. They can do therapy in a variety of settings. Um, another one that I'm really interested in but haven't had experience yet in is college mental health. Um, my friend Jaina, Jaina, if you're listening, she's awesome. She does college mental health right now. And th- yeah, that's something I've always been really interested in. Um, I think partly because I just think like going to college it can be a really hard time on a person's mental health. Just a lot of different transition changes um being away from home the first time and so I think that's one reason I'm attracted to it another reason is like a lot of times like colleges won't um like take clients insurance and so it can be a lot more like holistic because you're not like having to diagnose people to satisfy the insurance another place that social workers will work is um at the VA veteran administrations, different hospitals. Hospitals tend to be pretty high paying for social workers. I think, yeah, sometimes like social workers will be attracted to those places. Different nonprofits, so maybe it's like a domestic violence shelter, homeless shelter. Um, and then, yeah, also probably the main thing that like people think that social workers do, but it's honestly so much more than this, but so social workers do work in child protection. So in child protection, social workers will often do these home visits to clients' homes, um, the family's homes, and just kind of help them. Maybe they need more resources. You know, at times, social workers do have to take children from the home if it becomes too dangerous of a situation. Um, But honestly, a lot of, like, child protection is just, like, connecting families with resources and giving them supports. And the last one I want to talk about is social workers will even work in government or work with policy. A lot of times they will do grant writing, um, different advocacy in government. So that's another one that I find like fascinating and I am super political. I'm like, yeah, really into social justice. So I wouldn't be surprised if I ended up in government, doing government work at some point. So I also wanted to talk a little bit about characteristics that are helpful um, working in social work. So I would say the first ones that come to mind for me are being kind and empathetic. I think especially doing therapy, um, I just think it's really necessary for people to be like kind and like compassionate, empathetic, um, whatever that looks like for you. Um, because a lot of times people are coming to you with really hard, they have really hard lives, they're dealing with really hard issues, and I think a lot of times people are honestly just looking for someone to be kind to them, to validate their experiences, and, you know, to encourage them to make changes in their lives, and so I think it's really helpful to be a kind, compassionate, empathetic person. It's also really important in social work to be organized. You know, a lot of times social workers are overworked and we're managing multiple caseloads and we, you know, we're working with multiple clients. So I think it's really helpful to be organized, which if you know me personally, I am not the most organized person, but I am working on it. I really am. And so, yeah, being organized is also really important. 
And I also want to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of social work. Honestly, there's a lot of pros and unfortunately there's a lot of cons. So I think the main pro for me is getting to help others. You know, you get to see people grow, heal, change, transform. And I just think that is such like a cool experience. Um, you know, I haven't been in the field that long. Like I re just got my master's in May, but already, yeah, I just think, yeah, being a therapist, social worker, whatever title you want to call it, I just think it's awesome to see people heal and grow. I think another pro is there's many different options for careers. So kind of like I explained, you know, there's social workers act as therapists, social workers act as advocates, they act as case managers, um, connectors to resources. And I just think that's really awesome that we can be so versatile. That's something that I really value. Um, I think another thing, so a lot of times social workers kind of get this reputation for being um, like they don't make a lot of money, which can be true, but I think especially if you get your clinical license, um, it can be really high paying, you know, working in private practice, working in hospitals, and so, I mean, that was one, I guess, motivator through grad school. It was like, okay, I gotta get through this two-year grad program and then get my clinical license, and I will make pretty good money, um, and like I said, I'm, I'm not in it for the money, but, like, obviously, you do have to, you know, survive and retire one day, so money does matter at the end of the day as well. I would say another pro is you get to use your creativity, which you might not think about this being in social work, but like, I think especially thinking about being a therapist, like, you can choose to use like all these different modules, um, you know, you can be a cognitive behavioral therapist, or you could be an art therapist, you could use narrative theory. I know you might not know what some of these theories are, and I think I'll save that for another podcast episode, talking about therapy theories. Like, oh, I love talking about that. But yeah, so you really get to do use your creativity, you know, you can talk about different coping mechanisms to clients and things like that. So I want to talk a little bit about the pros because they definitely or the cons, sorry, the cons. The cons definitely do exist. I would say the number one con is burnout can be really high. I think especially um, in work settings where social workers aren't valued, they're not paid as much as they should be, and like their caseloads are too high, burnout can be really high because people get exhausted, you know, and they need a break. So I think that's one. Going along with burnout, I would say emotional exhaustion. You know, as much as I love the field, like, you can get exhausted, you know, working with clients, you know, because some clients have really hard lives, and, you know, it can be hard for us, like, hearing about people's hardships, and, you know, we work with diagnoses, like, you know, complex trauma, and major depression, you know, extreme anxiety, panic attacks, whatever it is, it can be emotionally exhausting, and the last con that I was thinking about is paperwork. You guys, you wouldn't believe the amount of paperwork that we have. You know, so yeah, like I said, I just started as a therapist. And, like, the amount of ways that we have to essentially analyze someone in order for the client to pay through insurance is just, like, it's so stupid. Um, If I ever work in policy, that's one thing I would like to change is the amount of paperwork that we have. Because honestly, like, ridiculous. And, like, partly we have to do the paperwork also to cover our butts. Like, if 
getting something like sued or maybe the board of social was investigating us it doesn't happen very often it's not a huge thing but like we do have to cover our butts with paperwork so kind of that kind of sucks so that covers the topic of social work like i said i will probably be talking more about social work in future episodes but yeah i really want to talk more about my career give you guys like kind of what it's kind of like a look into what it's like working as a social worker maybe there's people out there who want to pursue you know their masters in social work or their bachelors in social work and overall i think it's an amazing field obviously i'm biased but i just think it's a super empowering career to to be doing so my surprise for today is i'm going to give you guys some tarot tips so merging from social work to tarot Okay, so I'm going to give you guys some beginner tips. So my first tip, and this is the most important, you guys, is using your intuition. So maybe your intuition is gut feelings, or maybe um, you just have like a knowing that like you just like feel something to be true. So just like using your intuition and however that looks for you. I would say, so like obviously with tarot cards, there's like images. So like even making a story with, you know, the reading that you're giving, um, I think that can be really helpful. Like just looking at the pictures and like interpreting, like what do you think this means? Um, I think also like less is more when you're beginning. So like starting with a small spread, like even one card, you guys, it can tell you a lot about um, a question you ask, a person you're reading for, a certain situation. Like I just think that's really important. And I think even, like, looking up, like, the general, like, meanings for the cards, and there's a lot of cards, so I don't really believe in, like, memorizing the cards, but just kind of, like, looking into what, like, some of the general meanings are for the cards, or maybe, like, what the cups mean, or what the swords mean, whatever it is, I think that can be kind of helpful. And lastly, I just think that practice makes perfect, like, like with anything, just like practicing and getting comfortable, gaining your confidence can be really helpful. And trust me, you guys, I'll be talking more about tarot in future episodes. But yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a little tips if anyone out there is looking to practice tarot or get into it. It's been kind of cool because a lot of people have like reached out to me that like I know personally saying like, oh, that's like really cool. I like want to learn more about that. And so I like love hearing, I just love hearing that. But yes, so this concludes today's episode. So XOXO, Tori.